Welcome to Voracious Podcast, starting off season two. This is our first episode. I got my co-host here with me, Hershey Schaffner. We're going to talk about some voracious subjects. Voracious. <laughs> voracious. Voracious means a person who refuses to lie, just in case you were confused about that. So whatever we talk about, we try to dig into the truth and figure out what that actually is. Yeah, and I'm so. glad you brought that up because I thought it was voracious where we were just really hungry. Yeah, yeah, so. it's not that, it, even though... Hungry for the truth, man. <laughs> yeah, we're hungry for the truth. Hungry. We're both voracious and voracious. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. this is good. Topo Chico. Looking for that sponsorship. <laughs> the unofficial sponsor. Well, I want to talk about today kind of a fun subject. What was Jesus's personality? But what did it look like to talk to and hang out with this guy? Jesus of Nazareth was uh yeah. quite something because to me the way I grew up, you always see a white Jesus picture on the wall with uh blue eyes, uh brown beard, white skin, of course a white robe, you know. He walked around in a white robe in all the, the time in the dust. And it was always white. I don't know how that happened. Angels would and, clean and it. And he walked slowly with his hands by his side, blessing people as he went Except by. Except when he prayed cuz he Why? prayed like this. <laughs> Why? So. Yeah, he did. You have to pray like this. Yeah, you have to do this. That's the only way the Father can hear So the funny thing is, is why do I have that image in my head? Why do you think that is? Because it still pops up in my head, um, and I'm a grown man, and I know better. I know better, but still, there's this imagery, and I don't even know. Do you have any idea where that even started or came from? I'm curious. <laughs> I think it was somewhere in like, I don't know, some century way before us <laughs> in Europe, obviously. Indeed. They used the European mandates there. It's interesting because we know that he is a Middle Eastern man. Yeah. Uh, and they're typically not lily white. <laughs> I, I remember, I didn't grow up in church, but my grandparents had like pictures, the same pictures you're talking about in the Bible, the big white Bible yeah. with all the pictures. And it was, it was fun to look through every once in a while. And, but then Jesus of Nazareth, you know, he's hanging on the cross and he's like, has completely white, whiter than me, which is saying something. Right. Or and, me. Yeah. And just pasty there. And, and the reality is, I think it's like a lot of what's gone on in the church. Everything's driven by a Western mindset and culture. It's driven by Hollywood. It's driven by the Renaissance, you know, in the European cultures of pictures and the paintings and all that type of stuff. And I think that those kind of dictate that as far as like the, what he looked like yeah. kind of aspect. But as far as personality, what I read is that this guy was on another level and he i think part of jesus's miracles was actually being able to communicate with, with his disciples because uh they weren't there like they didn't get anything but no. the bible hadn't been written yet so it's like true they didn't know like I, I wouldn't know either for him to be able to even get through to them in the way he did i kind of think is kind of divine like he knew what he was having to get into there's a reason that he had to come and be a human and experience that but but even that he had to probably i think figure out how i'm going to talk to these people these guys these these rough people these fishermen or whatever uh, i don't know what are, what are your thoughts because i think he's it's funny for me to read jesus because I, I i pick up on a whole bunch of sarcasm actually amen six love do you language. think so I, I, all, the, all the time that's fun for me because i'm sarcastic you're sarcastic very much so so like you know we're walking with the lord yeah 
Of course. <laughs> I mean, it is it is the sixth love language that was left out of the book. Right. Uh, and so one day I'll write that book, um, <laughs> the sixth love language. Now, I think to me, like, you're just real. Like, right. And, and I, I think that's kind of what started our discussion prior to this, even this podcast, mm-hmm. was like what he's perceived as, what he right. was really like, kind of what the church or the religious people have made him seem like from their actions and we can get into all that but i think he was just he was really real i mean he grew up like the story you know most people probably watching this might know it but you know we take that for granted but the story is he's born in like the lowliest place right like we sing the song away in a manger you know like it's this sweet little thing and even in one of the verses it says the little lord jesus no crying he made that's a lie right (laughs) he he was a baby i don't you know you've you've had you have children i've had children they come they cry i mean yeah if he didn't come out crying there was something wrong so he you know he was like he was god but he was all man right and and when he comes and that's hard for us to even wrap our brains around you know i i think i was looking at what paul wrote in Philippians 2, and he says, Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. Right. He humbled himself and became a man. Like, it's kind of like if going to change, and it's like, okay, I'm going to humble myself, and now I'm going to become a flea. Oh, yeah. Like something that is just by the standards of who he is, repulsive. Right. And so I think you start back, and, and he shows up, you know, with animals all around. And then that kid shows up with the drum, and I don't even get that one. But uh, you know, I don't know why Mary nodded, pum pum pum. But here he is, and he's just you know he's in this poor place. He's born of a you know of a carpenter, yeah, and a girl who could have been stoned because she was pregnant before she was married, right? And we know it was immaculate, but I mean, in that like there was fear in their hearts. There yeah, was for sure. you know crazy stuff going on angels show up to tell them like what's happening that's got to be intense dude i mean (laughs) i you know i think that that's the whole setting is so natural and so supernatural right like all at the same time and then the first people ever introduced to jesus are shepherds yeah and they were like you know like sanitate like we would view a sanitation worker who works in or like construction area. worker yeah. or something. Just a normal, like, but a lower class. Right. Because again, when you look at the, the the mindsets of the East and the West, yeah, like you were identified by what you did. Yeah, for not, sure. Not who you were. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's just, it shows from the very beginning who he is. And then he grows up, he's a carpenter's son. Yeah. And he learned how to do that stuff. I mean, he built you know, things and he, he would be proud table. of this table. Oh, he would be proud of this table and the <laughs> clock that nobody can see. That would be, yeah. be pretty the clock. Pro. We'll show the clock project when it's done. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah, I mean, the, the layout looks like the whole Oppenheimer thing. So when, right. the, on the <laughs> when charts, I have it on the table, yeah, the blueprints kinda, and... I didn't know what was happening here, folks, but everything's good. It's all safe. <laughs> yeah. So I just think that like he was just real. And, and I think when we take that realism of who he is away, I think that's why so many people in the world think they don't want to have anything to do with him. Because they don't relate. They think they, they don't relate. They think they don't. Yeah. yeah. But like you said, dude, he's with car- he's with fishermen, tax right. collectors, like dudes. Yeah. And yeah. they love him. Yeah. And they leave everything to follow him. Yeah, absolutely everything. So there's something in him which obviously we found this thing, but right. there's something in him that makes you go, I'll leave everything because of how real he is. 
Yeah. And I think that, like you said, I mean, I see sarcasm in there. I see, I see hard conversations where oh, like, yeah. you know, he's like, how long do I have to suffer with you guys? Like, <laughs> how many times do I have to tell you this over and over and over again? And they just, they don't get it. They don't get it. But they were, they were tough enough people to be able to take that. Yeah. From him. Oh, like, dude. How long do I have to suffer? With? Like, like, that's like saying you guys are kind of dumb. Oh yeah. I Bro, mean, I'm telling like, you, like, <laughs> like if what? he came to most Christians today, Right. And talk to them that way. I think he would crush them. Oh my gosh. They would run away crying. They go find another Messiah or yeah. something. You know, I don't like this one. He would, he said I was dumb. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I fully believe that like they were, they, they took it because what, well, you know, it goes back to the scripture where he says, who does everybody say I am? Yeah. And they're like, well, some say you're Elijah. Some say you're John the Baptist, which doesn't make any sense because they lived at the same time, but some say you're this, some say you're that. And, and then he says, that's what I mean though. That's the mentality. Yeah. Right. That's what people are. I was baptized by John. Wait a second. How did that happen? (laughs) Have you ever seen them in the room together? (laughs) Yes, we did in the, in the water of the Jordan. But he, you know, he says, now, who do you say I am? Yeah. And and that's when, you know, Peter says, you know, you're the, you're the son of the living, you know, you are, you're the Messiah. You're the one, you're the, you are the Christ. And he sees that he says, look, when you guys, all these other people are going to go away, are you going to go too? And they're like, dude, you hold the words of life. Yeah. We've seen it. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. And, and I think that tenaciousness again is something that the world is looking at for the church to look like. So they can go, man, I can follow that dude. Right. I can follow that dude. Yeah. Cause I can connect. I understand. Oh, he's, he has attributes. Like I have attributes. Well, yeah. Cause you're created in the image and likeness of mm-hmm. him. So it's not like he had to become like like us. We're like him. He just came in flesh, and that's who he is. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. So real quick, because I know we're almost out of time, but I want to touch on this, and maybe we'll touch on it again in the next episode. Sure. Episode 2B. <laughs> yeah, 2B. Continued. <laughs> A lot of people get hung up on, on the fact that Jesus, part of his lifestyle was alcohol. And I'm not condoning alcoholism. I'm just saying his first miracle was turning water into wine at a party. And see, that that to me, I think, is awesome because I think he knew how he would be portrayed maybe present day or even years ago. And it's like, no, I actually was involved. I condoned the party. It was actually a, a good event. That was part of it. So right now. He turned water into Welch's grape juice, right? No. Not, no. <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure because I don't know. That's what. I mean, <laughs> see, either it's that and they didn't have, they were too dumb to have a word for grape juice or it was really wine. It was really wine. And they wrote well, down wine. Okay, because, maybe we'll just go with that. And since culture would say it was probably wine. Yeah. And even the guy says, you know, you save the best for the last. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think it is interesting that that's the first thing he does. By his mother's orders. Yeah, which, you know, I mean, my my oldest son grew up Orthodox and, you know, they in the Orthodox church, they'll pray not to Mary, but they'll pray and have Mary intercede on their behalf. And one day yeah. I asked him, I said, why, you know, why do you guys do that? And he said, well, it's easy. If you want somebody to do something, who do you ask? Their mom. Right. And right. I was like, that that's hard to argue against <laughs> yeah. right there. I mean, there's a pretty good point right yeah. there, but you know, not to get off topic, I, you know, <laughs> but the reality is that, yeah, I mean, I think that like, again, culturally relevant, knowing that these people that were friends of the family yeah. would have been completely destroyed. Like because of the, 
the aristocrats that were there, the, the people that would have just looked down on them. I mean, forever they would have been known as the people who ran out of wine. And yeah. it would have shown that they, they, were, they weren't anything. For one, the people who were in charge of the wine, you're out of business because nobody's right. going to call you again. Or they didn't call people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Text, they text <laughs> like, them. Yeah. You're never going to get that text again right, or the email right. or whatever uh, because you're just incompetent. So, yeah. You know, the families are embarrassed. Right. Because of that. And so, so like for, for Jesus to look at it and go, hey, these people are valuable. Yeah. And so, I mean, as far as like, I know we get hung up again, I think a lot of it has to do with, we live in America, we live in the Bible belt. Mm -hmm. So there are different mindsets. There's different aspects. I've been to England and Australia and Wales. And I mean, I remember leaving, (laughs) leaving a, a minister's conference in, in Wales and, at the conclusion of the the first session, they said the bars open upstairs, and so you guys and I'm sitting around talking to guys. Yeah. They're drinking pints, and right. you know I'm drinking a coke because I just because I don't drink. Right. But you know the whole man. You talk about getting your religious mindset just crushed in a moment. Right. It was like, but but then it goes back to the reality of like what standard do we live by? The word. Uh-huh. Now, obviously, there are things in there where it says like, if it offends my brother to eat meat, I'll have a salad whatever. Yeah. That's my paraphrase, but, but I'm not doing that. Yeah. You're not. So if it offends my brother to eat a salad, I'll, I'll eat a steak whenever you cook it for me. And so, <laughs> you know, I mean, so, so, so there's that aspect where I'm not going to go out and, and, and do that if it's going to break somebody down or hurt their faith. But I think that we have, we've made our standards based on like principles that we think versus principles that God thinks. Yeah. Well, that's time for this episode. All right. Well, so it was a lot of fun. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Nice. Catch us next time on Voracious Podcast. See you later.